This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. PTV Wrestling Network friends and family, welcome to this week's episode of your home for everything up-to-date, current, modern-day, right now, professional wrestling. Welcome to Place B Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. It's been, it's kind of quiet today in wrestling. Everybody's, you know, everybody's working, nobody's jobless, not really a lot of money going around. Let's just talk about CM Punk for two hours. Nah, no. Uh, it is a fill-free zone this week. Fill-free zone, because for once, he has nothing to do with today. So, fill-free zone. But there is a lot of other stuff, and unfortunately, a lot of it involves unemployment. Um, and that is always a bummer. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about in terms of TV and not a lot of in-ring stuff. Some in-ring stuff, but this is mostly all offering stuff. And it is late September, which means it is time for us here at Main Event to... Breakdown and scrutinizer, as Frank Zappa would say, the 2023 PWI 500. Um, and for once, Scott, Joseph, Joshua, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Criscolo is not upset at number one. In fact, the top five or six are pretty good. There's a few that I will. But we're not going to do all 500 as you do. We usually break down the top 20. But I'm not doing it alone. It's just me in the lounge with my pal. Uh, usually I sit and rap with Nathaniel Milton, the Godfather. He, uh, not with us tonight, but this guy is. And I don't think he's ever sat in the lounge with me alone. Well, he has for Pot of Honor. Speaking of, we even had news involving our show, Pot of Honor, that happened in wrestling today. My God. Steve Aloysius Willie. What the fuck are we going to talk about? Just you and I. <laughs> We're cranking some Eddie Rabbit, baby. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we, um, you know, we had to let Nate go, uh, along with uh, Masaya Mansoor, one of the maximum male models, Milton, Nate Milton, Milton. And Andrew Reich left on his own. <laughs> <laughs> he got lost. He, he endeavored himself. Turn. Now, we love you, Boogie. Um, Steve? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, uh, earlier in the week, we brought up, like, oh, here's a couple things we can do. It might be a little and all. We got the PWI. There's a little Jade Cargill news. And then, like, within the last 24 hours, it was just, like, story after story after story. Yep. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, so, uh, obviously, the big news today, a ton of... Uh, a ton of releases today. It happens every year, so we can't we can't be surprised. I'm not saying we can't be upset, but we can't be surprised. But unlike in past years, I think a lot of people are actually relieved. Um, because I think we're at this stage now, Steve, and maybe I'm just an eternal optimist. And feel free to to poo poo me. This is probably not a bad time to be a free agent in wrestling. Um, because there's a lot of places where you can hone your craft and get paid. 
And uh, there's a couple of names that were released today. Of course, we record on Thursdays. You're listening to this on Friday. So we'll say yesterday there were a few names that probably are better off. Maybe not financially in the short term, but in the long term, I think they're better off. Um, so we'll talk about that. We will talk about the big news involving WWE television. Um, we will talk about Vincent Kennedy McMahon and his snidely whiplash mustache and his yeah. future, which we hope is the truth. Um, and then, of course, Steve and I will totally destroy the PWI 500. But we'll just do the top 20. We won't do all 500. Um, all right. So the first item of business we'll discuss tonight, Stephen. Uh, as some of you might know, the contract between uh, SmackDown and Fox is finishing up. I'm not sure when. Um, end see. of um, towards the end of 2024. So, uh, so probably the, another, probably another year and year, year and, change. and a third. Yeah. Of um, not even just about a year. Just about a year mm -hmm. of SmackDown remaining on Fox, and they are not going back. Uh, SmackDown will now be on the USA Network, which I am, <clears throat> I'd have to say, <clears throat> maybe mildly surprised, but not totally. It is in the NBC Universal family. Which means at the moment, all three shows, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, are all on, would all be on USA. However, the other half of that story is we are hearing that Raw and NXT will not be on USA any longer after that deal is up, whenever that is. What do you have there, Steve, for Raw and ECW? Uh, ECW. What is this, 2007? Oh, ECW is going to be on TNN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the National Network. Right next to Rock. What was it? Ro not Rollerball. Uh, rock and Ball. Rollerball yes. was the movie with Paul Heyman, but uh, rock, rock and Ball, I think, or something like that. Well, Rollerball, Rollerball, there was an original that was really good and a sequel and a, and a remake that sucked. Yep. The original Rollerball had James Caan in it, and that came mm -hmm. out in, I don't know, 78, I think? Yeah. And that was great. The remake had Paul Heyman and Chris Klein, and that sucked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, now I want to watch Rollerball. Um, so I'm thinking probably around the same time, it's going to have to be, I think, Raw and NXT will be gone from um, – will be gone from – USA, which is stunning. Now, my first question to you, well, let me say this and then, then my question, because it kind of goes hand in hand. So we also, the other new piece of news, this past Monday, there was a match between Ciampa and Giovanni Vinci. Almost, almost second time today, I almost said Giovanni Ribisi. Um, <laughs> he played a great Joe Colombo in the offer, by the way. Do you have Paramount Plus? Watch the No, offer. I don't. Oh, you should... The offer, Steve, was a it was a mini series on the it was it was not a docu series, but it was on the making of the Godfather. Oh, okay. It was awesome. Um, what's his name? Uh, shit. He was Rooster in Top Gun Maverick. I was. Uh, oh, um, 
crap. Man, I'm blanking on names this week. Uh, <laughs> it happens. I can't think of his name. Anyway. Um, Bradley Bradshaw? No, not Bradley Bradshaw. <laughs> Bradley oh, that's the name Bradshaw. of the character. Bradley Bradshaw is the name of the character. <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't know that. I just thought it was uh, Rooster. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Thank you. I was just like, like that's his name, Bradley Bradshaw. Well, yeah, because Goose's name was Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. So he played Al Ruddy, who was the producer. Matthew Good, you know the actor Matthew Good. He was amazing as Robert Evans. Amazing as Robert Evans. Dan Fogler was Coppola. Um, Burn Gorman, who I knew from um, Torchwood which was the kind of grown-up spinoff of Doctor Who. He mm-hmm. played Charles Bludorn, who was the head of Gulf Western, who owned Paramount at the time in the late 60s, early 70s. Giovanni Ribisi played Joe Colombo, meaning of the Colombo crime family. And uh, Juno Temple played Betty McCart. She was really good. And then uh, Patrick Gallo played Mario Puzo. Frank John Hughes played Frank Sinatra, and he was really good. Um, uh, I don't know who the actress is that played Ali McGraw, but I think she was better than Ali McGraw. I'm trying to think of the guy. The actor that played Al Pacino was actually really good. I'm trying to think who was the guy that played. Oh, Justin Chambers. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine having to go in for a casting call and you're like, yeah, you're going to play Al Pacino, one of the greatest actors of all time. Exactly. When he was a nobody. <laughs> yeah. When his only movie was Panic in Needle Park. It's crazy. Anyway, um, if you have Paramount Plus, watch the offer. Steve, I'll give you my login. I can't believe I said that out loud. I don't care. Um, I love Steve and screw you all. And I don't care about rules. Fuck you, Netflix. All right. Um, Can I break in with some news here real quick from Impact 1000? Sure. Uh, Bound for Glory. Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey. What? That is a potential five-star match. You so- And you're going to be there, you son of a bitch. I, I haven't gotten tickets yet, but I think I will now. Even you if I'm sitting in the last row. That is an all-time. Bitch. That is a. Uh, that is like a current dream match right there. Could that, could that Steve Aloysius Willie conceivably surpass uh, Kenny and KO? Um, that's, could Dave it, give it seven and a quarter? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, if he watches it, right? And you know what? Good for Impact. Mm-hmm. That's a huge Good for match. Impact. You know, enough of fucking AEW getting all the nice matches and WWE getting all the nice matches and even New Japan get It's nice. Impact's going to get eyes on that pay-per-view now. Mm-hmm. I'll get it. Yeah, seriously. I'll get it. And, and uh, Dr. G and I will do a nice review of it. Maybe, Steve, you'd like to join us. Well, if you're there live, uh, Steve and uh, uh, Dr. G and I, because we kind of added Impact to the Saturday special, nice. we'll probably do a reaction to Bound for Glory. So if you're there, you're joining us. Mm-hmm. Um uh, holy fucking shit. We'll talk about both those guys, Will Ospreay and Speedball, because we'll see where they are in the uh, PWI 500. Nice. Um, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> uh, you were talking about Paramount Plus. <laughs> what does that have to do with uh, Raw and... Oh! Um, we, Raw and NXT. We, yeah, where pretty much Raw and NXT might end up. Oh, that's right. So, all right. So, obviously, the, that's the big story. It, if... And it seems like it's going to happen. SmackDown is going to USA. But USA does not want all three shows. Question number one. For you. Uh, where do you think Raw 
and NXT will go. And number two, is SmackDown actually the more valuable show? Has Raw, after, what, almost 30 years and, what, 1,400 episodes or whatever the fuck it is at this point, has it lost its luster? Is SmackDown the face of the company? First off, where do you think, do that one first. Where do you think Raw and NXT will go? And then you can That's get into tough. the answer. Um, is it possible they do the switcheroo and it ends up on Fox for Raw? Or I have, I have FS, a feeling Fox wants out. Yeah, or if it's an F, because Fox is really been focused on your big NFL, you know, the NBA contracts coming up yeah. um, shortly, and there's a going to be a huge bidding war for that. Um, you'd think it would be some linear or cable platform. I can't see it going. Someone was like, oh, what about Netflix? Like, Netflix doesn't do live programming. No, you that's going to suck. It's not going to be Disney. Like, Disney's not going to want that on well, we also just found out that Hulu, the contract with Hulu, Hulu, yeah, to air archive that they take archive. Like you can watch Raw condensed the next day. Uh, that contract is ending in like a week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect, perfect timing for a main event. The everyone to, uh, <laughs> to for everyone to. Oh uh, yeah, Hulu reveals on that show. A support account for the Hulu streaming service revealed on social media that Hulu's rights. Let me click on this. Give me this. It's on wrestling headlines. Hold on. Uh, a support account for the Hulu streaming service revealed on social media that Hulu's rights to WWE content are set to expire next week. This includes replays of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, as well as secondary programs like Main Event, Superstars, Level Up, NXT Level Up, at NSPIOL, 205 Lives. That's the whole show. No. Um, total. The, de- I think they might have some of the back end. Total Divas and Total Bellas. The Hulu support account wrote the following in response to someone asking if WWE content was leaving. Hulu here, our streaming rights to WWE content are currently set to expire, but we'll certainly share your interest in seeing them stay in our library with our team. In other words, go pound sand. Um, For now, we suggest adding the shows in your My Stuff to be notified of any updates. Earlier this morning, WWE revealed that they had signed a $1.4 billion deal with NBC Universal that will bring the company's SmackDown program back to the USA Network in 2024. However, it does not appear at this time that the rights to Raw or NXT will be renewed on USA, leaving those programs without a home in 2024 as of right now. So question one, where does Raw and NXT go? And number two, the philosophical question has SmackDown become the face of WWE now? Is that now the number one show after it used to get picked on for like 15 years? What do you think, Steve? I, I think that SmackDown is the number one show because of where it's broadcast. It's on Fox. It's seen by way more people, especially right now with the NFL hidden. Um, and also it's hit for the last year and a half two years it's had the really the only story the only big story in wwe and that is the bloodline correct yep. so that has been the one must see in any part of wrestling the the one you know we've talked on this show is it one of the greatest stories of all time in wrestling yeah 
So I would I would say, yeah, it has been that. But the only thing is, as soon as it goes on USA, you're going to see naturally a drop because of USA being in less homes as opposed to Fox. So, the, yeah, will it switch over? And it all depends on where Raw's going. You know, if it goes to a streamer, it will have far less viewers. But at that point, at some point, it's not going to come about the viewers. It's going to come about how much money it's going to they're going to bring right. in. Right. It's not like a place. Like, it's not like say Amazon's going to tell you how many viewers there are for a for a show. Right. Um. It's just going to be a question of who, because you think, oh, maybe they keep it all on NBC Universal. They don't. I mean, they're going to they're putting up one point four billion over what is it four years? Yeah. So that's that's like a forty percent increase over what they're getting right now. So 400, so basically $100 million a year extra. Right. So figure double that for Raw and SmackDown, just, you know, for ease of math. Like, are they going to really want to put $2.8 billion plus whatever they give for Peacock? I, I think that's quite a bit for one network to pay for professional wrestling. So you'd think it would have to be split up. Right. Will WWE and I, I don't think Endeavor cares, to be quite honest. Would they have the balls to put Raw on Wednesdays? God, I hope not. First off, I'm done with wars. I'm mm-hmm. done with it. I'm done with wars. It's Yeah. There's plenty of days in the week. None of us fucking care anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. NXT and Dynamite was a dumb idea from the start. Yes. Okay. And it had nothing to do with the fact that that NXT was a better show or Dynamite was a better show. Nope. You were taking the show. You were taking WWE's AAA roster and putting them with pretty much uh, AEW's equivalent of Raw. So, stupid idea anyway. All it does is hurt fans. Yep. That's all it does. It it, now, it hurt. There's a small group of fans available. <laughs> you know, there's like a couple million people. And you're you're just hurting. You're just hurting yourselves. Bo- right. Both companies. And I know everyone seems to think, oh, you know, Dynamite's ratings are dropping. It's not, they're not as hot as they used to be. It's a good time to pounce on them. Why do we even care? Just, can we move on? I don't think, I don't think that we will, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'd like to keep it on Monday, particularly if the new way of doing things will be that, um, if they have these, you know, quote, weekends where SmackDown, UFC, and WWE will all be in the same city, I wonder if they would do that with Raw as well. Hmm. Um, and they would probably want to keep it on Monday. The other thing you'd have to think about, Steve, is will SmackDown go back to being taped? The only reason it was yeah. live is because it was on Fox. Otherwise, are they going to go back to taping SmackDown on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and put it back on Thursdays or Fridays like the old days? 
So there's a lot to think about when when SmackDown changes. Now, the other part of this that's very interesting is that I guess I don't know if this is confirmed. I think it is. NBC, meaning the big the big cock, will be doing four primetime WWE specials during the calendar year. So obviously everyone expects the return of Saturday night's main event, which would be pretty fucking great. Mark Poirier and I wish that Animotion would come back. Oh, so great. Anyway, um, so that would be cool. So that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Is SmackDown go back to being taped on Tuesday and airs on Thursday? Because I don't think USA would do it live. So, I mean, it could. They could, but, yeah, I mean, they... They, does it help? They, like I mean, does it make it any different? They, you know what I mean? They haven't historically, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so there's a lot of what ifs when we get to 2024 because we don't know if we don't know if um, mm-hmm. SmackDown will be live. We don't know what networks um, we don't know what uh, networks um, uh, Raw and NXT will be on. So there's a lot of what ifs. Not sure what the scoop's going to be. Do you think that part of the reason they're doing things like putting Becky Lynch on NXT and a lot of main roster people is like because of artificially inflating the numbers for this contract? Because they noticed in the press relief, they're like, NXT's up 27% year over year, and that's probably this week from last year, you know, or last year, or last week over the year prior, because they, they popped two really big numbers with Becky Lynch uh, being on there. Mm. I thought Becky Lynch just wanted to win the NXT title because she was the only one of the horsewomen that didn't have it. I thought it was just <laughs> a stat pattern, to be honest. Because I like Tiffany Stratton, I thought I was I thought it kind of sucked, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I it's love just Tiffany like Lynch. it kind of defeats the purpose of NXT, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you want it, roster but... people to go on NXT, it's to lose mm-hmm. and put that those people over, not the other way around. You're right, not supposed right. to send a main roster person to NXT so the NXT person can put them over. This isn't like Flair going through the fucking territories, okay? <laughs> um. So that that's that's the big thing. Uh, so, but that's the the TV news of the day is uh, SmackDowns. Fox apparently barely tried, like barely tried. I'm sure that one billion dollars went nowhere compared to what they thought they were going to get out of mm-hmm. SmackDown. So, will they? Now here's another question everybody asks. If NBC Universal wants to keep all the programming, why don't they just fucking buy the company? Yeah. yeah. Because Endeavor was a sweeter deal for Vince. We'll talk about that Snidely Whiplash guy in a minute. I think Endeavor I think that I think the Endeavor deal was all about him. Um I think that uh, yeah, we might as well go into it. I think that's a fair amount like why he forced himself back in onto the board. Yep. I mean, isn't this always been about him? Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, as everyone knows, we'll get to the... Yeah, we are going to get to the cuts. We got a a lot to talk about tonight, so don't worry. We'll get to everything. Um, 
So the big story was um, earlier in the week, and my I have a few friends that work for um, WWE. My friend, she is awesome, and she works kind of with the Peacock and the International Network Group about editing and that kind of thing. So she's so she's a part of that group, and I don't, and I knew she knew they were safe because even. UFC doesn't use that, so that's specific. That, those are WWE positions. It's mm-hmm. not like there's the equivalent of them in UFC, like the people that got laid off, the marketing and sales and that kind of stuff. But, so they had a big meeting. They had a big meeting, staff meeting, at the new building down here in Stanford, which, not Titan, although I think Titan still has people in it because the logo's still on the uh, building, I think. Uh, the new facility, by the way, apparently is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, wow. According to my friend. So she was saying that, and we've heard about this, after the meeting, uh, so there was a meeting, it was uh, Rahm, I always want to say Rahm Emanuel. Yep. Turd. What a scum. <laughs> yeah, he was absolute what a piece douche. Of shit. So I um, say absolute. What the fuck is his first, what is his first name? Ari Emanuel? Uh, Ari Emanuel, yeah, Ari- Rahm is his brother. Ari Emanuel. <laughs> I wish Ari Gold ran Endeavor. That would be mm-hmm. great. Um, Ari Emanuel. Yeah, Vince, Nick Khan, Pritchard, Hunter. I don't think Bucktooth Fuckface was there. Um, Kevin and a couple like, of talking to like the uh, accountant. From... Yes. Um, <laughs> so, and there was a big staff meeting talking about the future and da da da. And Vince apparently had a cane, and he was walking very gingerly. And he um, he made some joke and nobody clapped. And he told people this is the this is where you're supposed to clap. And then a few people clapped. It is evident that nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes him. And to, to to second that, after the staff meeting, and I heard this from multiple people on like Brandon, our guy Brandon, and then my but my my friend Tiff told me after the meeting, all of the muckety mucks kind of went through the crowd and talked to the employees very nicely, including Ari Gold Emanuel. All right, the guy's a zillionaire. Right. And he took the time to sit and talk to a few people. Only one person left. Mm-hmm. Take a while, fucking guess who. Yeah. The guy who didn't give a fuck about any of them anyway. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's it's been all about him. Um, yeah. I'm surprised he was there in person with his cane. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, too, to, sh- showing likes, weakness, right? He never like exactly never like showing weakness. So, with that, let me find the story. Okay, so this this story totally does not surprise me. So, Axios, yep, I got has, this up too. Has uncovered a big story regarding Vince and his current status with WWE following the merger. The new entity, of course, is TKO. I like the logo. What do you think? The green logo? That's, yeah, I wanted the, there's, there's a giant belt that was in front of uh, Wall Street. I kind of wanted it. Mm. be pretty cool. Right in front of our PTB headquarters. Get pretty both, awesome. uh, both the Emanuels to sign it. <laughs> All the Emanuels. And All Ari the Gold. Emanuels. And Ari Gold. Ron um, will start yelling at you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pretty good story about that. I, I won't go into it, but... Basically, a uh, constituent asking Rahm Emanuel questions like an old lady and her just like and like legitimate, like nice 
just like basically chewing everyone out and yelling and screaming at everybody. Mm. Oh, and now now the uh, ambassador to Japan. That's wonderful. What an asshole. He is? Yeah. Oh, Rom? Yeah, uh, Rom is an absolute asshole. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> um, all right. Vince holds 28.84 million TKO shares, which are valued at $3 billion as, as of the close. Yes, after, as, as of uh, Wednesday's market close. TKO has registered all of McMahon's shares for sale meaning McMahon is able to avoid the lockup period that applies to other TKO stockholders like Endeavor and Silver Lake. According to TKO's SEC filing plan that dropped last month, Vince, along with two other TKO executives, will be selling stockholders in this offering. They'll be, meaning they'll be selling. This was done to give TKO McMahon some flexibility as he continues to be investigated by the federal government for payouts he made to cover up. I still wonder what these women saw in him. But anyway, uh, potential potential sexual allegations. As we previously reported, the L.A. Times had a story where attorney Jacob Frankel told the publication that McMahon could suffer more repercussions, including financially, as this case continues to be investigated. Remember, apparently the FBI looked at this house or something. Yeah, there's uh, at the at the at the bottom of the in the regulatory filing in the bottom of the Axios article, it says McMahon's membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity and or have other adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. His membership also may result in additional scrutiny or otherwise exacerbate the other risks described herein. Any of these outcomes could directly or indirectly have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. <laughs> I think they're saying that themselves in their like, you know, the report that comes in the mail if you have stocks in something. Yeah, basically one of our top people is going to ruin us. Which I find really funny because everyone thought that he would Vince was here and he isn't going anywhere and uh, Ari Manuel loved him and he wanted him to stick around and no in the end it was all about controlling him to get rid of him mm-hmm. and um, uh, I found the LA Times piece that you were talking about um, there's something about Martha Martha uh, heart in here too i it was just um it was just kind of it, it i i didn't read the the thing directly from la times because you have to be a subscriber um but it was just kind of commenting for people who don't understand the history of vince mcmahon scandals i was talking about like the ring boy scandal oh, and heart oh, death okay. the steroid trial you know the the stuff with the women going on of course and um, the heart that 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 situation is so scuzzy mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you watch the Owen, um, was it the Owen documentary or the one about the Hart family? Yeah, there was one about the Hart family. They pretty much threw Martha under the bus. The yeah, whole it's re- it was like, really sad. Like, like, get over it. We did. Mm-hmm. Owen loved us more than he loved you, and we we forgave WWE. Why can't you? You just wanted the money. You took the eighteen million. So what's your problem? Kind of. It was, it was right. Like the, the and i thinking that they'll be able to get back in favor, like right. when you were like like Bruce Hart was ever in favor with the WWE. 
He wanted to be. How about Keith? Oh, of course he did. Um, yes. <laughs> or Keith. Yeah. So what it comes down to is Vince is trying to cash out. Um, now, that's good for almost everybody. It's good for in TKO because they can wash their hands of an utter sleaze bag. Um, Do you think it's good for the wrestlers? Yeah, because yeah, they're just happy he's not around. Obviously, it's good for my guy because now it's finally his product, his creations. I I pretty much heard through many people, and again, I, I I'm close to about four people that work for WWE. Almost every, and I'm at, I'm kidding, I'm, I'm saying this to the dead truth on my father's grave. Everybody there loves Triple H. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, I'm sure there's talent that probably, but people that deal with him in other facets, 100% love Triple H because he loves the money's fine with him. Apparently, he loves wrestling. Yeah, it's in his blood. And with Vince gone. I wonder if Ari Emanuel reaches out to Daddy's Little Princess. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about Stephanie, she sold the shit out of that product. Oh yeah, and she's not room. around anywhere. Yeah, she's with the she's with the girls. Why do you think I don't yeah. have as many babysitting gigs now? Yeah, I don't get to come. I don't get to go over and play Xbox anymore. Yeah, she's she's basically like Shane at this point. Yeah. By the way, on a side note. Right now, Shane is the same age as Vince was when Austin stunned him at the Garden in 97. Wow. <laughs> I just can't even wrap my head around that. And I feel bad for both Linda and, um, oh, what is her name? Shane's wife. Remember, she's Marissa. Marissa, yep. I used to love her. She was awesome. Um. I want to say something, and Nate would probably cut me off, but I'm not saying this because Nate's not here, because I'm sure Nate would partially agree with me. Let's not let's not discount the fact that Vince is the greatest promoter of all time. Oh, of course. Okay, he He'd is be good at something, and he still is be the father bad. of this business. Whether the Crockett family wants to admit it, or Vern Gagne, or the Gagnes want to admit it, or the Von Erichs want to admit it, there is one kingpin in this business. Yeah, all. And I also want to preface, all wrestling promoters are scumbags. All of them. The Crockett's, the Ganyas, the fucking Von Erichs, the LaBelles, the McMahons, the uh, uh, fucking, the I don't Sin know. bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're all, Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. they're all garbage in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right. Even Vince Sr., and we love Vince Sr., but Vince Sr. even did some unscrupulous things, probably. The reason Vince, the reason Vince uh social media doesn't help, and because he's so rich, that doesn't help. That that you know keep compounds it. But let's be honest, all wrestling promoters are trash. Even Tony Khan, let's be honest. He's got his flaws. I, I was gonna say he seems to be one of the better ones, but you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And a lot of times with, when you have that much money, right. 
Tony Khan, I think Tony Khan's problem, I'll be honest, is he is ridiculously naive. Mm -hmm. That's what I think Tony Khan's problem is. That's why I don't think he's as unscrupulous as others, but he just is so fucking naive. You cannot run a wrestling promotion like a fanboy, and that's what he does. That's his problem. Um, Scott Demore is probably not as big a piece of shit, right? Yeah. Um, um Billy Corgan. <laughs> Boy, Billy he's Corgan turned into a piece of shit. What's that? He's definitely turned into a piece of shit. He has turned into a piece of shit. Let me tell you something. Dr. G and I watched, well, listened and watched because it's on his Facebook page, on his uh, YouTube channel. We watched his Chris Van Vliet interview. Mm -hmm. He is, has a very, very healthy opinion of himself. And Billy, with all due respect, like his, he pretty much what he said was, I'm a wrestling promoter. I know more about wrestling than you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Siamese dream, Billy, but you don't. You're my little chair, Brock, Steve Willie. Um, <laughs> great album, by the way. Um, my point is, I'm not saying Vince is a victim. He's not even close. But let's forget that part for a minute and take into account he's the greatest wrestling promoter of all time and all wrestling promoters are garbage. Just saying. Anyway. Um, but... Vince might as well get out now while the getting's good. Take your money and let the company go. Let it go. Stop worrying about Raw. Stop fucking Zoom calling changes. Just fucking let it go. When he said the company was stagnant before the merger, apparently my friend Tiffany said everybody looked at each other like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> stagnant? We just had, we've had... Three straight years of two days of mania and making millions. Yeah, all-time uh, profit records. All-time profit uh, all, sellouts. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, they're they're selling like eleven thousand for like SmackDown. You know. I am not kidding, Steve. I sat there two years ago, or no, year and a half ago. Sorry, at at Jerry's house, I was betrothed. I looked around that building and I squinted. I was standing next to Sean Kidd and Shiflet and even Grooney, who maybe can count, maybe not. Um, I think for over the two days, I saw maybe 14 empty seats. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I didn't go this year. I know D'Amato and uh, Roger and Grooney went out to SoFi and, and, and they pretty much said that the place was full. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's going to be fucking full in Philly. And God, the the ticket prices too. Like yeah, um, SmackDown's coming to Green Bay. They're trying to. They're selling first row for a SmackDown taping in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for five hundred and fifty dollars plus fees. That's, I mean, and that's, that's face. That's face. Yeah, that's crazy. I sat two rows from the ring at an Impact pay per view at Victory Road for fifty bucks. Yeah, it's amazing. There are seats for the NWA for the Sauron pay-per-view, Sam Hain, whatever, on October 28th for $13. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure bound for glory, Steve, you could probably, you'll probably get a pretty good deal. Yeah, the, I was just looking. All the floor seats are sold out, but you can sit in the bleachers uh, for, what, for 25 bucks. Yeah, 25 Yeah, for their biggest show of the year. Steve, $25 to yeah. watch Will and Speedball. I'm a... Taking my daughter and her friend to see the Taylor Swift concert, like uh, at the movie theater, 
they're going to release it for a weekend, like the concert video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I think that costs more. I think the I think it was $27 for <laughs> a ticket. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So, the point is, Vince is on drugs. And I think he's clearly out of touch with everything. Take the stock, Vince, and walk the fuck away. Yeah, he, he's over the years, the last few years, pretty much every year or so, dumped some of the stock. So that was like my first thought when I like, saw that was, ah, oh, he just might be, you know, because like no one can sell the stock and, you know, there's like a locked period. So maybe he's just going to dump, you know, some of it and just keep, you know, the cash flow coming in. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they they could be playing him, right? Like, right. Vince thinks that he's, um, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, I bring politics because Trump's not really politics. Um, he's like a cult of personality. No, we're not <laughs> talking about Phil. Um, um, but he's like, you know, someone who sees himself as an incredible businessman who's smarter than everybody else when he's really not. And it's the same with Vince. Like he's thinks he's smarter than everyone else. And he's really not. There's <laughs> like, like, like when you're dealing with more powerful people than you, but you don't recognize that these are people that are more powerful than you, you're going to get, right. you know. Yeah. And obviously this, TKO was not stupid. Yeah. I think we all got, like everyone's thinking, oh, this Endeavor deal and Vince is going to stay in power and Ari Emanuel loves him. And like, No, they wanted to keep an eye on him. Yeah, Vince, sure. You're head of the board. Sure. Yeah, if they wanted him to keep him in power, he wouldn't have 16%. Right. All Ari Emanuel has to do is go to his fucking stooges and buy and sell them, and whatever Vince doesn't get, Vince won't get. But in any event, it sounds like Vince is ready to cash out and walk away. We'll Mm -hmm. keep an eye on that. All right. Man, they can just fire him. He can still have the stock. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, you know, working. Ari Emanuel on Raw going, Vince. You're fine. That would be fucking great. <laughs> Greatest moment ever. All right. Let's talk about some more depressing stuff, unfortunately. Um, uh, so this Ashley Emanuel, is that his daughter? Yes. She's been with WWE since June of 21. That's interesting. So anyway. Um, all right. Obviously, the big... The other big thing today, the next big thing. Oh, they did announce good news. And this is another great thing that I love about WWE now. And, well, AEW too. I talked about this. JR and I talked about this way back on the Place Be podcast. Back in February of 2014, the day the WWE Network launched. Check that episode out on the archive and see if we if we did it. But we knew that eventually with the network being flexible, WWE should do more international shows. And they mm-hmm. have. Remember, they did that. That uh, they did that show in was it the Beast of the East in Japan? Obviously, pay per views. And now, of course, today today they announced that on Saturday, February twenty fourth, the Elimination Chamber will take place in Perth. Yeah, that's super Perth, cool. Australia. It's actually it's actually going to be called Elimination Chamber Perth, and it'll be. Now, my friend that works now, obviously, WWE is one of my clients at my company and the people that work for them that are in there, my group that are help them out. I feel bad for them because I got to be in our building at five o'clock in the morning because Mm -hmm. um, 
Australia is not England. <laughs> so it'll be local on the network. It'll be local here in our in our neck of the woods at 8 a.m. I think is it goes up Saturday morning. That's kind of so fun, 7 actually. So 7 a.m. for you, Steve Aloysius Willie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like these international shows quite a bit. The just a different atmosphere, the ability to, you know, like, you know, I could wake up if, you know, if it, the card looks good, I could wake up at like, you know, 830. Right. And, you know, rewind a little bit and, you know, not be spoiled by anything. So I'm just waking up and, you know, have some coffee and, you know, watch the show, fast forward through the commercials and, you know, be done by 11 and go about my day. Well, you're used to it because of all the G1 climaxes and fucking oh wrestling. I finished. I finished the G1 climax, everybody. <laughs> Didn't it end like seven weeks ago? I think so. I it end no. Um, it ended five weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I finished over the weekend. Oh god, that's great. So just want that was a big. That was a fun announcement today. So obviously, um, the Royal Rumble is at the Trop, and. Elimination Chamber is in Perth, and then WrestleMania will be in uh, Philly. I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing they did this year and do those next middle pay-per-views in other countries and then SummerSlam back in the States. Because I enjoyed that. WrestleMania was in L.A., and then they did Backlash in Puerto Rico. Then they did the Saudi Arabia, whatever the whatever that showdown or whatever the fuck it was. And then Money in the Bank in London, and then, of course, Motor City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if they'll do that again. I, I like that, actually. I don't mind that. Doing WrestleMania in a big venue, you know, in America, and then do three straight pay-per-views in other countries, and then go back to SummerSlam in the States. I'm sorry. I love my British friends. Love you, Ben Locke. Love you, Callum. Even Rory McNamara. WrestleMania will never go to England. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen. WWE will not cut off the North American audience just for that. I hate to say it. Having said that, I could see SummerSlam back in London because now you don't have to tape it like you did in 1992. Right. So, but I, I, I'm, I feel I'm, it's just not happening. You're not going to get, yeah, the UK crowd will be huge, but that entire North American audience, you'll get some people flying to London, but you're not going to, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get, uh, like you do here. Just saying. I might be wrong, but never know. Anyway, so Elimination Chambers in Perth. That was announced today. We're avoiding we the... We are uh, talk now. <laughs> we're avoiding the... the... We're avo- we, we are. I'm trying not to, but we do have to do it. We are going to get to Jade. I do want to talk about Jade, but we'll get to her in a minute. Let's start. Uh, so the first name that dropped today was Mustafa Ali, which kind of stunned me because wasn't he on a wasn't he supposed to wrestle at a pay-per-view? Was he supposed to wrestle Dom for the North American title? Yeah. At No Mercy next. What is it? Next Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he requested his release last year at some point. Um, but it was a year before. Yeah. Uh, it was in yeah. the last two years. Early 2022. Okay. Um, Emma, which is a bummer because they brought her back. Uh, this one I will not miss, and that is Rick Boogs. Not a fan. I was not a fan of Rick Boogs. 
Yeah, uh, um, I saw him do something cute in NXT once at a house show, but uh, besides that, he's not really done anything, and he's basically the same thing as Elias, who also <laughs> was let go. Um, Riddick Moss, again, no loss. Mm-hmm. Alia, Hit Rose Top Dollar, and Elias. That was the next group. Um, here were the two big ones. Um, Shelton Benjamin, which doesn't surprise me because he, he left once before. But the big one, and I know Pete Winston's thrilled, but I thought this would never happen. And that is Dolph Ziggler. I thought he was a lifer. Yeah, I I was I'm, I mean, he hasn't really been used, but you would think he would be like knowing the system so well. You think he would be like a, a producer or, you know, a coach or something like that, just because he knows the product and knows how they film and, uh, you know, all that that extra this stuff that you know like the intangibles i guess i would say to be able to operate in that system almost 20 years he's been there yeah because he he started when god he started like before punk came in to obw well he was i want to say like oh four yeah because he was um he was uh um Chavo's caddy when he was Kerwin White. Mm-hmm. Then he, then obviously that gimmick dumped when Eddie died. And thank God, because the gimmick sucked. Um, but he was like he even was, in the developmental before that, too. Yeah. Then he was obviously with the Spirit Squad. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the guy. That was Kenny. I forgot was about the, that. But, and remember, he wasn't even the jewel of that crew. It was Kenny mm-hmm. that everybody loved. But right. Kenny was dick. So... Yep. So, um, and then, of course, Dolph Ziegler came and JR and I are doing it now on the Place Me podcast, like mid to late 08 into 09. He mm-hmm. became Dolph Ziegler. Dolph Ziegler. Everyone's like, oh, you know where he's going to go? He could. He might just go do still- comedy, too. Or yeah. just like maybe not even do like, you know, just kind of do like a. John Morrison type thing and just come or, or a or a Matt Cardona thing. Mm-hmm. He could be Steve. Tell me if I'm wrong. He could be a big fish in a small pond and bounce around these indies. He could be Zoff Diegler. <laughs> he could wear I think he, like I think if he was just um, no, it's Ryan Nemeth. Like yeah. is that his name? Is I don't know. I don't know. He's a yeah, I, I, I shouldn't even say that. Like, clearly I'm wrong. <laughs> if I don't know his name, <laughs> I know it's Nemeth. This is his last name, but like, you know, probably just using his regular, his real name. People are going to know who he is. Like if you're going to a wrestling show and you see his picture. I think he should be Nick Diggler. Here you go. And he could walk around with white underpants with a uh, tidy whiteies and a banana in his crotch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> looking nice. What a movie. Um, 
As noted, WWE made cuts to its main roster early this morning. Shortly after news broke that the company signed a $1.4 billion deal. FIFA Select has released several notes. There was some frustration among members of the roster as WWE announced the big money deal with Universal, then released talent. One top star said that most of the people who were cut barely had a chance as they had not been booked. I don't think that – that's the case with a couple people. But I think others just – I don't know. I just was not a Rick Boogs fan. I just wasn't. The names on here are, like, outside of Ziggler – Shelton a bit and Dana Brooke actually I thought was a little bit of surprise because she's been there for like 10 years and she's on it's like Dana Brooke I was a little afraid of Akira Tozawa getting let go today because he and Dana Brooke are basically their dark match people whenever they have someone new from NXT come up for those like for dark matches and stuff to like they're the ones who would always go against them so I was a little bit surprised with with that um the rest, like, and, and some of, to be honest, like, these NXT names, I honestly don't know. Like, uh, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Ulysses Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, Alexis Gray. I don't know who any of those people are. Um, but, Quincy yeah, the Elliott rest. was like, Quincy Elliott was like, um, ding, 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 ding. he was like Mabel, but... I saw oh, a picture of him today riding out on a scooter. And I'm like, well, yeah. but that is definitely something I missed. Yeah. Um, and all these people are under 90 day no competes. So yeah. nobody can anything for 90 days anyway. But they probably mm-hmm. got a good, they probably got a decent little chunk. So. Um, Who else did we miss? We missed uh, Mace Mansoor and Commander yeah. Aziz slash Dabacado. Um, I didn't think Mansoor was going to stick around anyway. I was not a fan of his. I think he was just a big dude. He was never really on TV at all. He, they, like, brought him in for, you know, the, the Saudi show. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. There's a couple of other names, too, I think. Did we get everybody? Um... Bryson Montana, Ulisa Leone, Dabacato. I don't Brooklyn, even know. Brooklyn Barlow. Brooklyn Barlow. Just in the last few minutes, uh, as we're taping, have said that she's no longer. She's only been on NXT TV once since she was on the NXT Level Up show. It's a, so that's, a, that's another person I, I don't know of. Um, okay. So, unfortunately, um, it sucks, but the... Shanky, that's who we forgot. Shanky. Oh, Shanky. That's right, Shanky. Um, this sucks. Nobody wants to, no one wants to see anybody's job get lost. And it, unfortunately, the difference between this and, and, uh, like the actual layoffs last week of actual people. No, I, should, I shouldn't. How do I say this nicely? I'm not trying to be a dick. Of regular like employee people like you, me, yeah. like working stiffs compared to talent. Is that they've got, I mean, those people, I heard they got taken care of and got recommended well. And I'm sure they'll find, you know, you can get a job anywhere. Talent, some of these, some, almost all of this talent is going to find something somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I said, Dolph could easily just walk to Jacksonville and just go to dynamite in three months. 
Um, but I have a weird feeling that he's going to bounce around the Indies. Shelton. I think Shelton will be back eventually as an agent. A lot of people thought Bobby Roode was going to get released, but I think he's pretty much retired at this point. He's an agent now. I don't know if you knew that. Hmm. No. Yeah, I think he's an agent at this point. Um, I hate to say it. Eventually, Tony's going to have to do the same thing, everybody. Everybody thinks that Tony can just save the world, but he's going to have to pare his roster down because it's pretty bloated. Oh, yeah, and there's been people who have been um, silently let go um, after their contracts um, right. let up. I'm going to I'll go to. Now, while you're looking that, Steve, um, oh, I like Brian Pillman, like Sunny Kiss was just let go. Yes. Yeah, like, like, like Leva Bates, like some of the people who are, haven't been used on TV at all. Well, and they just and there's tryouts, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, a bunch of indie people, a bunch of indie workers tried out at the center this week, yeah. including two NWA personalities, Jamie Stanley, who had been managing the uh, junior heavyweight champion uh, Colby Carino and Joe Alonzo, who will be wrestling each other at the pay-per-view on October 28th. And Maddie Rinkowski. Maddie was one mm-hmm. half of the women's tag team champions with uh, Miss Kate. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I know that name. So, yep. So. And a bunch of other, and a few other people that I'm sure people know the names. I didn't know everybody's name, so um, it sucks. Layoffs suck. Talent, regular people, marketing, sales, it it sucks. Um, but the, the talent, they'll get on their feet. They may, they they may have to, uh, you know, budget their money for the next ninety days, mm-hmm. which they probably do. Again, they probably were given a decent little chunk, um, and they're probably not all hurting. So, and then once they get comfy, rest their bodies and, uh, you know, um, uh, get to 2024. And the next thing you know, think about that WrestleMania weekend in Philly, where everybody else is going to be, you know, (laughs) should be fun. I'm so pumped about going to like 50 shows that week. I'm just following. I'm just walking behind you for four straight. (laughs) Wherever you go, I go. I'm going to be like your Riddick Moss. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's another thing that I, I WWE has done this before too like getting rid of two people in a couple on the same day is a really shitty thing to do uh you're, yeah he's talking about Riddick Moss and Emma and Emma yeah like that's really shitty like it is shitty I agree and I know that companies do that you know that people like in big companies that are but like Okay, like all of a sudden you go from and they'll get paid for the next three months. But yeah, hey, now none of you have any income. Good luck. Good luck paying your mortgage or your rent. Right. It's just just awful. Yeah, it is. I agree with you. You're not wrong. Um, Now, one person that's coming into WWE, and I think this is another reason why. Becky is is became the NXT champion. Is I think because a lot of people are wondering where uh, the next big thing Ms. Mrs. I guess she's married, right? Uh, Jade Cargill or Kate Jargill, as her name will probably be. Um, I think they should just use her name. It's not like I, I doubt Tony owns it. It's not like WWE who buys her. No. Yeah, that's just I hope. 
if Vince has any has no say, and I know Triple H, she'll just be Jade Cargill. Yeah. That's what a lot. That's a theory that I've heard, Steve. That a lot of people think that Becky won the NXT title because you'd rather have Jade Cargill beat a big, big player than a Tiffany Stratton. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Jade Cargill can can hold her own on the main roster. Oh yeah, give me give me Jade Cargill and Charlotte like that. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the first thing I thought of too. Yep, was they're built pretty much bad. the same. Um, absolute like freakish athletes. I will right. like no one has a body. I, I I'll go out and say there's not been a wrestler, a female wrestler that has had a body like Jade Cargill ever, in terms of you know just I, just look. No, I totally agree with you. And barely um, even guys have had like a right a body like hers. I wish I had her body. Oh seriously, Damn. and she's hot. But yeah. But and she's like everyone brilliant. needs to understand. She's got like multiple degrees. She's yeah. She's, like, a, she's a mom. She's a she's a she's a wife. Mm-hmm. She's got it all together. She's the kind of person that WWE needs right now. And her going to before anybody starts to flip the fuck out, her going to NXT is not a demotion. She's not being punished. She's not WWE doesn't think of her as you know low level C. No, that's nothing to do with it. You have to admit. WWE works different matches than AEW does. That's just how it works. WWE works matches differently than other promotions. All promotions kind of have a style. WWE style is a little different than AEW style. AEW style is a little different than Impact. And et cetera, and et cetera. So I would rather see Jade Cargill go to NXT and have some fun down there then go to the main roster, and she'll be seasoned with the current style. I don't want her to go right to the main roster and then have dog shit matches with Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley. I do not want that to happen. I'd rather see her go to NXT, work with some there, with the Tiffany Strattons and the, you know, uh, what's her name? Gonzalez. I can't think of her name. Uh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I'm sorry. Rodriguez. Um, And hone the style of WWE because her size and her just presence is something that WWE could maneuver into something amazing. Mm -hmm. The t-shirts will be great. Her with the silvery white hair. I mean... Just like all they of her so... pay-per-view looks like, like, yeah, like remember, still remember the She-Hulk one was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, the One of the more re- recent ones was when she came out with uh, Sorority and did like her step routine uh, while being, or while her theme song was said, was being yep. sung. Uh, it's, yep. She's, she's a star. She's a my, star. My thought Does is that they're going to, you know, they're going to do just main roster immediately. Um, because it is also, uh, you know, in a way it's a screw you to AEW and I'm not even saying that like, oh, they suck. You know, it's like the attitude era, like with people jumping back and forth, like here's a big name, Uh, you know, it's like Cody, Uh, Cody, obviously a bigger name, but you know, it's a huge, it's a huge get. And so to like, 
yeah, bring her out and, you know, do face-to-face with Rhea Ripley or something. Like, you know, it, it's going to get a huge pop. Um, you, you'll get the <laughs> troglodytes being all of a sudden loving Jade Cargill. And, I know. <laughs> like, and then the yeah. AEW people will hate. No. Those Actually, they gave her a really good pop when she came out. Uh, yeah. For that match with Statlander. Crazy. I love Really her. good match, by the way. If you haven't caught it. Was. it yeah, it, it, those that haven't watched it, please do. It was a very, it was very good. The, they were just stage two weeks beating ago. the shit out of each other with clotheslines at the beginning. I was like, "What is this, New Japan? Like, yeah. What is going on Fucking here?" Nuts. Yeah, where are all the concussions? Yeah. Speaking of concussions, oh. we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, I was going to bring that up, Steve. I was not going to let that stand. Yeah, there, um, um, there's been more that's come out about that, but we can yeah. bring that up in a second. Jada, but I think she's. I I, I personally. I prefer her to start in NXT, but she doesn't have to be there like four years, a year, just to get down just the way things are in this place. It's a little different than TK's world. Give Mm -hmm. her a year to do that, and then you're good. Shit. If she could start immediately, she obviously didn't have a no-compete. Beat Tiffany now, or beat Becky Lynch now. Stay in NXT till... I don't know, February? Have her wrestle for the NXT title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, forfeit it, get in Charlotte's face and say, I'm here, bitch. <laughs> I don't really. You, <laughs> Jay Cargill, number one hated wrestler in Jennifer Smith's world. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying she does. But but and anybody anybody who gets in his her girl Charlotte's face, uh, that's immediately what happens. Anyway. Um, so that's my take, but we'll see what happens. But I'm very pumped. I loved her in AEW. I loved Jade Cargill. Loved her. Cause I like, I like that kind of, that's why I love Rhea Ripley. I love Rhea Ripley. She, I just love that kind of big, and I love Charlotte for that reason. And this is why I was always very skeptical. And I've said this to you on shows. I love Sasha. I do. But I was always scared of her scared of her in matches because she tried to wrestle big and she's not big. Right. I always got scared. She was going to get killed that stretch. Remember those stretch of matches? What was it? 2017, her and Charlotte wrestled literally like fucking, it was like Orton and Cena in 09. They wrestled like 15 pay-per-views in a row or whatever. (laughs) And I was always nervous that, that Sasha was going to break her neck. She can't, she tried to wrestle as if she was Charlotte's size instead of kind of adapting what she, I always just got so scared that Sasha was going to kill herself. Yeah. But just take a bad neck bump. Yeah, I just, that worried me. She adapted, and I st- and I love Sasha or Mercedes or BMW or Mercedes. Um, and she got hurt, by the way, which is why Willow Nightingale had to win the New Japan belt. Anyway. I think Jade is, is, is amazing, and I think she'll, I think she's going to be great. She's going to be great. All right. Um, let's talk about Grand Slam, Dynamite, which happened earlier in the week. I believe Mr. D'Amato went. Looked like it was a good oh, crowd. Cool. Yeah, it was a great show. Was good show. We have, uh, and the Rampage taping, so if you, we're going to do a, uh, we might do a spoiler here. If you're listening Uh-oh. to this on Friday and you want to watch Rampage tonight, maybe we'll keep the, but there was a, there, those, there's a title change tonight. We just will tell you what it is. But a title did change hands on, and no, it wasn't MJF. Um, so if you didn't watch Dynamite, Moxley 
John Moxley was defending the international title against against uh, Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix, yep. And there was a move where um, I think it was a dive or a plunge. Yeah, I could. I mean, match. I, I watched it. I can. I can kind of. Yeah, give me. Yeah, give us a detail, Steve, because I don't. So, I'm a little fuzzy. Yeah, originally, as I watched it. Um, uh, basically, Phoenix hit his finisher, which is the um, God's a something Thunder Driver, and it's basically like um, kind of like the greetings from Asbury Park, like Bam Bam Bigelow's move, where you just kind of like put him over your shoulder and drop him into like a pile driver type maneuver as you sit out, and it looked brutal. And so Phoenix went for the cover. One, two. Moxley was saying something to the referee. Did not kick out, but then Rick Knox, the ref, like, didn't count to three. Um, and it just kind of was like, and so everyone was just kind of like, in the crowd was like, huh? And then next thing you know, Phoenix, like, you know, you could see Moxley say something to Phoenix. Phoenix picked him up again, dropped him again with this, you know, with the second move. Phoenix gets a three count, wins the title. And it was clear that something had happened, and it looked originally like it was that first um, the pile driver move that hurt his neck. It turns out we find out, and this is from Meltzer, Meltzer, but Meltzer via direct conversation with John Moxley. Um, Moxley said that it actually was on a regular dive uh, as the match started. Just, a, you know, kind of a, just a regular dive and just Phoenix kind of land funny on his neck. And that was what did it. Uh, he has a mild concussion. He was able to leave the ring on his own. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty scary because I honestly thought it was from that Thunder Driver. It just looks sick. Right. Um, but yeah, like Moxley call, made the call himself and he's high up enough in the company in terms of, you know, being a veteran that, you know, he, he can he can do this with no problem and they'll they'll figure out the story later. But right. he made the, the call in the ring for the ref to count to three and to lose the title. Um, it was a really good match, uh, even with the fact that he had a, a you know, a concussion. Bill time, uh, yeah, it was scary. It wasn't the match of the night. That that was uh, Kingston and Claudio, and then MGF and Samoa Joe right there too. It was a really good show. Right. Yes, Eddie King. So t- technically, two title changes on Dynamite. Eddie Kingston's the new ROH World Champion. He finally that was. I didn't realize how deep that rivalry was because earlier in the week, and I like that AEW does this on the YouTube channel. They're doing these like they put together these like hour and forty minute or hour plus like montage of like the history of a feud yeah yep they and did that's what, yeah that's what you get the ring of honor footage for right right totally they also did a two hour and 40 minute video on the history of sammy and jericho oh wow yeah go to the youtube channel it was really good i like that they do that yeah kudos to aw for that they utilize their their YouTube channel a little bit better than WWE does. WWE just pretty much, I mean, they they break down the, the the big shows. They break down Raw. They break the show down into segments, which is nice. But they don't do stuff like well, they kind of do. Mm-hmm. They'll do countdowns, and then they they'll they'll put matches on there of like you know that relate to something going on at the moment, whether it's a pay per view or a previous match that two people that are actually wrestling this week or something like that. So anyway, so they use it a little bit. But I feel like AEW uses theirs better. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. AEW also doesn't have a streaming channel. 
However, <laughs> I am not happy, though. For those that don't know, on a side note, Max is adding a live sports tier. Which is pretty much their Bleacher Report, which is fucking garbage. Um, for an extra 10 bucks a month. Yeah, I think they're going to get rid of Bleacher Report, to be honest. I think it's crap. Yeah. Every AEW pay-per-view I've gotten, and I haven't gotten a lot the last couple years, but the, I bought a few of the early ones. I just thought the I just thought the internet connection was fucking crap. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of us bitched about it. But now I'm lucky because I use my sister's um, DirecTV, so I don't pay for Max. But even those with subscriptions, um, it's still ten bucks. In other words, if let me say for the, not with subscriptions for those that that have their subscription through like their HBO account on their regular cable, not if you pay for just Max, which mm-hmm. is already fucking fifteen dollars a month, which I think is outrageous. I'm saying if you have Max through your cable company or satellite company, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's even 10 bucks there, too. Oh, wow. So I know I can't get it because my sister will fucking rip my head off if I try to if I make her $10 <laughs> because she'd be paying for it, not me. And my mom would fucking kill me. So um, anyway, but I, I think the Bleach Report is garbage, to be honest with you. So anyway. Um, yeah, I think they're just going to get rid of that entirely and just roll it all into max but like paying ten dollars for live sports it, it might just be for stuff that's already on nbc for cord cutters and mm. i can't imagine what they would be able to put on it right that's different and uh um uh an aw as a stream would be so awesome I would. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly want to watch like all the past dynamites. I just power watch them. And I think they. I, I think all the pay because they they're expanding their pay per views. I think those will all be on Max. I think the price will be lowered, um, significantly lowered. Yep. Because you'll have to be a, a member of Max to do it, and I th- I think that's the way to go. Is to and I think actually that's where WWE made a mistake from the very beginning is not charging uh, the flat fee of 9.99 and then charging like 10 bucks more for pay-per-view or something like that. Um mm-hmm. you know that's what a lot of the Japanese companies do now where you pay your fat you fat, play your fat fee. You pay your flat fee and then, like New Japan if there's any like kind of specialty shows um like they've done a couple shows in the US or like combination shows um with like Noah, and then they'll charge you a pay-per-view price for that uh, as like an add-on. Um, but uh, so it's just kind of an interesting business model. It's like, why give you everything for free or for a low price? Just if you want a little bit more, you pay a little bit more. Right. Well, Impact does that. Um, Impact Plus, you get you get the, the the shows and all the archive and everything. And you get like their seven or eight secondary shows. But mm-hmm. you if you want, like you have to pay for like Bound for Glory will be a pay-per-view. You'll have to get that off fight. You don't get it off Impact Plus, you gotta get it through fight. Right. Very similar. Yeah, that's actually a good um, comparison um, in terms of a US is what Impact does. If Impact does. Bound for Glory, gotta pay for. Slam Aversary, gotta pay for. There's I think two others. 
I don't remember the other two. Yeah, I can't remember either. I can't either. But definitely Bound for Glory and definitely Slammiversary. You have to pay you have to pay a separate pay-per-view, which I think it's like 35 or whatever. Or wait for a month to Right. And that and they're on fight. Now, I wish AEW if AEW's pay-per-views were through fight domestically, they are internationally. I would have no problem with it. I love fight. But BR is BO. Mm-hmm. So um so we'll see how AEW works out their scenario involving um streaming and stuff. But Grand Slam was a good show. Check it out on Hulu if you have it. Um and then Rampage is of course tonight. And I don't know where Collision is. <clears throat> Collision is coming to Connecticut. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Collision, Collision is coming to Connecticut um, at the end of October. They're gonna be at uh, they're gonna be at the at the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not. Uh, of course, of all week weekends that you know, I'm not in t- I'm not in town. I'm I'm actually gonna be in Cooperstown, New York, going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love I love the Hall. Of Fame. You ever been there, Steve? You ever been? To no, Steve? it's oh my god, on my bucket Elvis, list. Willie, you must bring the children mm-hmm. to and yourself. And Sarah, to uh, it's just it's 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 an amazing place. It's an amazing place. And for a fan of your team, which is just as old as the Yankees, who seem to think that that Hall of Fame is theirs, um, tons of Cubs stuff. My little team, there's fucking, but but anyway, um, I love going. Just Ray Knight. Anyway. Ray Knight is just hanging out there. Exactly, Ray Knight's hanging out there, and and Bill, well, Bill Buckner's not. But everyone's there to see Nancy Lopez. It's really Nancy weird. <laughs> I think they're divorced. Um, <laughs> they will never be divorced. They will always be married in my mind. <laughs> I will always see Nancy Lopez sitting behind the Mets dugout for every playoff game at Shea that, 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 that autumn. I do. Um, anyway, it's the, it's sort of, which I think it's Saturday, the 28th of October collision. It'll be at the casino at Mohegan here in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So. Let's get down to the final topic of the evening. And, oh, the one thing I want to say about Moxley, while you were talking about it. Um, maybe this is finally the time where he can realize, you know what, Mox? There are certain TV matches that you can chill out. Not every match has to be wrestled like a fucking pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The 2023 PWI 500. As you know, here in the main event, every year we critique, we talk about individual people, and then we break down the top 20. Just to go back, here are, just to give everyone an idea, um... Here are the all-time top – here are the all-time – I'm not going to read every top ten. Here are the uh, PWI 500's number one dating back to when it started. So the first PWI 500 was in 1991, and Hulk Hogan was number one. So from 92 down, here we go, just, just the number ones to give you a little background. 92 was Sting. 
93 and 94, Bret Hart. 95, Diesel. 96, Shawn Michaels. 97, Dean Malenko. That was that crazy top 10 year. Right. Masawa was two. <laughs> Hashimoto was seven. It was fucking nuts. Liger was nine. Um, Stone Cold, number one in 98, 99. Triple H, 2000. 2001, Kurt Angle. 2002, RVD. 2003, Brock Lesnar. 2004, Voldemort. 2005, Batista. 06, 07, John Cena. 2008, Randy Orton. 2009, Triple H. 2010, AJ Styles. 2011, The Miz. 2012, CM Punk. 2003, you know, you know who number two was in 2012? Bobby Roode. Oh, wow. Surprised he wasn't let go. Oh, he, he's doing like producer role now. I no, think. like I said, I think I yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you didn't hear. I think he's I caught retired. you. <laughs> I think he's retired. Um, he's an agent. A lot, though some people thought he was probably gonna get let go anyway, but they may get paid a different. That, that might be a different situation. Uh, 2013, John Cena. 2014, Daniel Bryan. 2015, Seth Rollins. 2016, Roman Reigns. 2017, Mr. Okada. 2018, Kenny Omega. 2019, Seth Rollins again. 2020, John Moxley. 2000, do you remember that episode? 2021, Kenny Omega. 2022, Roman Reigns. And then last year's top 10 was 10, Jonathan Gresham, 9, Big E, 8, Ilhio Del Vikingo, uh, 7, Brian Danielson, 6, Cody Rhodes, 5, Bobby Lashley, 4, Adam Page, 3, CM Punk, 2, Okada, and 1, Roman Reigns. So here we go. The top 20 of the 2023 PWI 500, in case you haven't. I think it came out. I think it's only been out like a week and a half. So, Number 20. From Impact Wrestling, Trey Miguel. Uh, good for him. One half of, the, I think he's, is he one half of the tag team champ? No, he's not in tag team champions. He's, one he's half more in the X division right now. Yeah, but I think he's in a tag team right now. I think. Is he with Chris Bay? Isn't he with Nate's guy? I'm not thinking That's so. uh, Austin. Oh, okay. Oh, he's back with um, Zachary Wentz uh, for the Rascals. Okay, there you go. Yes, they wrestled uh, the Motor City Machine Guns at Victory Road, and that was a very good match. Um, I, agree. I I have no problem with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And he'll just get, he'll just go higher and higher. He moved up 29 spots. He was 49 last year. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right. Number 19. Moving up moving down 14 spots at number 19 from WWE Bobby Lashley. I feel that's didn't a, have a bit. bad year. Didn't have the yeah, I mean I was not paying attention as to WWE as much last year right. as I had this year and he hasn't really been doing much the last few months. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would he should he still be in the top twenty? Mm. Not when Owens and Zayn are twenty one and twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, at number eighteen, up six spots from a year ago, from MLW, and I believe he's still the MLW champion. Uh, I think I don't know. Alexander Hammerstone. I fucking love this guy. And I feel his talents are wasted there. I love Hammerstone. He's a big, big PTP favorite. Yeah, it's, I, I just haven't watched uh, MLW that much. 
I the reason I like him so much, my exper- my um exposure to him, Steve, was during the pandemic, um, before power came back, uh, Dr. G and I were watching uh the eight uh UWF primetime lives off of fight. Mm-hmm. It was kind of NWA and Dave Marquez's bunch, you know, championship wrestling from Insert City here. And Hammerstone wrestled a few of the shows, and I thought he was fucking great. I thought he should go to the NWA. I would have taken him as world champion in a heartbeat. Um, but he's still in MLW. I think he's still champion. I think. At number 17, up 10 spots from a year ago, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Will Ospreay. Way low. This is a low. <laughs> I'll tell you why he's low. We'll get to that. We'll get to why he's low in a minute. But what a year he had, huh? Mm-hmm. Crazy. There, I mean, there could be an uh, argument. For, well, because he's New Japan, he won't be number one. Like they tend to last few years ago, more WWE or AEW. But easy argument for top five. Yeah. I know exactly where I could put him, too. Mm-hmm. At number 16, down nine spots from a year ago from All Elite Wrestling, Brian Danielson. Another guy who was hurt a lot. Yeah, I think that's fair because when he's in the ring, he's absolutely incredible. But there's been a lot of kind of in and out for him. And he did. He was he, he is a past number one. As I mentioned, he was number one in 2014. At number 15. Up 95 spots from a year ago. The highest ranking female from Impact Wrestling, Asha Slamovich. I saw her and uh, her partner. They wrestled, uh, um, what's her face? Giselle Shaw and... uh, I forgot who her partner was um, for the knockout titles mm-hmm. at Victory Road. I tell you, she is ridiculous. Is she it, 15, though? No. And they, yeah, some of these I think they just put there just <laughs> just to get discussion and uh, going to. I, I have noticed, and I, I figured it out last year, like the women that they put in are ones that do a lot more intergender type matches. Right. So a lot more. That's why you're not seeing like Charlotte or, you know, you know, like someone like a, a Rhea Ripley. If you're thinking like, oh, we're well, Masha Slamovich. Some of the other women who are on this, I just scrolled down the list with like Ali Catch, um, Billy Starks, um, Rina Yamasha, uh, Yamashita, or mm-hmm. all people who are doing like G. CW type shows or you know intergender type matches more often, right. so that's that's why they're listed. I I'm actually, to... oh sorry, sorry, good. Yeah, I, I actually kind of I get that. I, yeah. I think that's fair. I'm making a prediction now. Well, I have it on my mind, and we will talk about it on, on a future show when it comes out. Rhea Ripley will be number one on the women's 150. Mm. That's my yeah. Pick. I can see that she will be number one. I think Deanna Perrazzo will be number two. My pick. Yes, my girl, Camille, will be in the top 15. Or I'm burning the fucker to the ground. I do not want to see her get boned for a third straight year. 
at number 14. A year ago, he was not even ranked because he wasn't wrestling. From All Elite Wrestling, Samoa Joe. This one's a fishy one. Yeah. Put someone on NXT just to put someone on NXT. For this uh, number 13, are you talking about? No, I'm talking about 14. Oh, 14? Okay. No, we'll get to 13 in a minute. Uh, Joe's had a really good last few months. Um... And I'm trying to think back more like like his program with MJF in the past month has been excellent. He had he's had some really good matches with Darby Allen. Who else has he feuded with? Um Mark Briscoe mm. at one of the pay-per-views after um after Jay passed away. They had a, a pretty big match. I'm trying to think who else like he's been defending a uh, beat um Oh, he was on the first collision uh, in the yep. six man. He's been taking on a lot of like ROH looking TNT. back at 2022. He's been TNT champion yep. for a while. He was both championships. He had his feud with War though. That was that was all right. Had a match with oh that's in May. So pretty much from like September on, he's been very active. It does you know he had a couple of matches with CM Punk, but that you know that was after he had one match with CM Punk that probably counted on Collision, and that wasn't the greatest match. So yeah, maybe a little high. Yeah, but I mean, last year he wasn't on at all because yeah. obviously he had spent most of the time announcing and doing stuff for WWE before he left. So at number thirteen, you just mentioned we just mentioned where he was, but at number thirteen, up. 64 spots from a year ago. The NXT heavyweight champion, Carmelo Hayes. Um, I, I just haven't seen enough of him. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, I think he's a good worker. Um, is he 14? Um, again, he might be the kind of guy that... Uh, he might be the kind of guy that... Uh, like you said, he's like the representation of T of uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that that's probably that's probably uh, um accurate. But he had a good year. He had a good and my year. bet. He my bet is that he kind of flipped with Braun Breaker. Would be my guess. Probably. Oh, oh almost exactly. Braun Breaker. Well, Braun Breaker was twenty six last year. Okay. And he's 37 now. Okay. At number 12, up 179 slots from a year ago. This also tells you the difference in company. Difference in At company and where he 12, was. Yeah. From All Elite Wrestling, the former ROH world champion, Claudio Castagnoli. Obviously, he had a much better year than he did as Cesaro a year ago. Um, kind of floundering there. Yeah. Great year, world champion. Him and that he's in the Blackpool, the, the club. Um, he they favorite champions in the PWI 500. They, yep. Um, obviously, he just lost two nights ago to uh, to Eddie, but he really worked his butt off. He's a guy that I could easily see being a future AEW world champion. He should be anyway. 
Should have been a WWE champion. Well, yeah, that, well, that's that. That goes without saying, too. Yeah. And who knows? You know, when Triple H finally gets a chance to be unilaterally the boss, you never know. Never know. Things may change in three or four years. Steve Aloysius Willie. Mm-hmm. Never know. At number 11, up 178 spots from a year ago, the current New Japan World Heavyweight Champion, Sonata. And that's the reason he's there. It's because he's the heavyweight champion right now. Yeah. It's like that's the kayfabe aspect of the PWI ranking. Yeah. Says, there are plenty of people in New Japan uh, that are better than him. He's got a really good look right now. He does. Um, I saw him wrestle at, I think it was Emergence. Or was mm-hmm. it on, on Impact? I think it was on episode Impact. He was in like a tag or something. I like him. Yeah, he looks like a champion now. Uh, but yeah, there are plenty of other people in, in New Japan who could be higher. Uh, but yeah, I, but I get it. He's the he's the heavyweight champ, so you'd put him up high. So now the top ten at number ten, up down four spots from a year ago. A year ago, he was well. I guess he was with the same company from WWE. Cody Devante Rhodes. And this is the first of two slots, Stephen, where I know you and I agree this is probably a little high and could be one of two spots that Will Ospreay belongs in. Yeah. And it's not that we don't like Devontae. It's more because Devontae was gone for a very long time during the July to July yeah, uh, 12 month period that they that they rank. Yeah. Yeah. He After missed that, half he was year. Gone. When the year started in July of 2022 is right at when he took six months off mm-hmm. with his disgusting, bloody, bruisey peck injury. And he didn't come back until the Rumble. Right. So he only wrestled six of the 12 months. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't belong on the list, but he most certainly does not belong in the top 10. Not this. Imagine where he would be if he was active that whole time. No, it depends what would be going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At number nine, and here's the other case. Same thing, just in reverse. Up five spots from a year ago. Former Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Josh Alexander. Same thing, but on the backside. He was been he missed the last like five months or four months of the calendar year. Of the uh voting year. Yeah. Again obviously belongs on the list just not number nine right just a little high just a little high so but i think he's gonna have a good year and he's a guy that he's like a reliable hand in uh in impact and i loved i'm gonna i want to watch it on impact plus on tv but watching him and Steve Macklin in the main event of Victory Road, they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, nice. It was a fun, stiff fest. I highly recommend Steve. And those who, for those who have um, Impact Plus, it is free. It's on on Impact Plus. It was one of the, it's part of the deal. So if you have Impact Plus, watch Victory Road. 
Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin was a good match. I like Steve Macklin. I'm gonna I, I gotta look and see where he is on the list, but um, they beat the shit out of each other. So at number eight, up 106 spots from a year ago, mm-hmm. from All Elite Wrestling, the former international champion. And yes, I am going to say it. He belongs there. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it's... Uh, Gotta give that little fucking prick his due. I mean, just... He worked his ass off this year. This is just this year he's wrestled um, Jay Lethal, Wheeler Yuta. I'm just going to... The Big Bill, so like completely different types of sizes. Um, been in tag matches. Uh, Jay Lethal again, Jeff Jarrett. Um... Buddy Matthews, Bandito, Daniel Garcia, uh, tag matches on house shows he was doing. Um, Swerve, Strickland, that was an excellent match. It just an absolute wide variety of of matches. He had the five-way with Garcia Shibata, or four-way with Garcia Shibata and Zack Sabre. Um, it just had a really am- amazing 12 months. And he was he wrestled on every single show. And then he would do when they had the house uh, rules for a few months when they were kind of testing out collision, he would do those too. So like just kind of being rewarded for being the workhorse. Yeah. Um. And the gimmick is, I feel like the gimmick is not as annoying as it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Why? it's much, much more subdued. Yeah. Um. At number seven, down five spots from a year ago, and a former number one from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the KO of the Far East, Mr. Okada. Uh, Last year, he was two. Um, I mean, is he almost a victim of his own greatness at this point? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment because... He's, you know, a little bit lower down the card. He's still like a top guy, but he's lost a little bit more this year. Um, Like he, you know, lost to Danielson and then he lost to Osprey in the G1, even though technically that's outside of, it might've still been in July. Um, So yeah, you can't be number one and two forever. And you also have to move down the card a tiny bit because if you're, you're up there every every single show. It could get a little bit monotonous, and you're going to start having people turn on you. Mm. Yeah, so I think he's almost a victim of his own success because he's just so good every year that some years, you know, he's so great, but just consistently great. Mm-hmm. There's other guys that are mildly, I, I don't know. Sometimes you just can't put him number one because you just can't, (laughs) you know. Um, Number six. Up 10 spots from a year ago. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Can't argue that. Nope. Some say he might be too low. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I I think he's good. Like, you know, he doesn't have... I mean, that was part of his character. You know, he was gone for a couple months. He doesn't have as many matches, but that's also part of the gimmick. And um, 
but he's one of the most over he's one of the most over people in the world. Right. Yeah. Um now is he the best wrestler? His no. wrestling his in ring is not his in ring fits him. Mm-hmm. He's no he's not Will Ospreay, he's not Speedball, he's not Seth Rollins, he's not, you know, that's but he's he's good for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. At number five, up three spots from a year ago, the AAA world champion, El Hijo del Vikingo. He's, yeah, he's been doing very, very well mm-hmm. at his match with Omega, which is incredible. Yep. Um, kind of the, you know, this is your Mexican entrance. So you, you always have someone from Mexico in the top 10, and it, it's hard to, you know, he's everywhere right now. He's in GCW. He's in uh, AEW. He's on American Indies. Uh, he's not even really in Mexico much anymore. He'll, he'll He's still in the AAA champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he's just kind of going everywhere right now. Had a huge... One of the big stars of the WrestleMania weekend this year uh, probably wrestled like 17 times on that. He wrestled at least five that I that I can remember. He had a great match with uh, Mike Bailey, too. Um, yeah, it's I th- this is like why I kind of like the PWI 500 sometimes is that uh, and it will be similar with the, the next person we do, too is that they'll put, like, one or two people up there. You kind of throw the hardcores a bone. Like, it will be, there'll be a lot of kayfabe type stuff, but then, like, putting someone like this on here, there'll be people who are, you know, more just casual WWE fans, uh, just casual, more casual wrestling fans, to be like, who the hell is that? It's probably, right. like, the, the, the complete opposite of, like, some of our shows, right, where we're more well-rounded. <laughs> like, who's that? who the hell is that guy? Right. Yep. Um, at number four, up 87 spots from a year ago, the current WWE Intercontinental Champion, breaking the honky-tonk man's record, Gunta! Yeah, I'm game. He He's a beast. literally chopped Shanky out of the WWE. <laughs> They all got chops out the door. He went to, they went and did their India show. He beat Shanky, and Shanky is never going to be seen again. Nope. <laughs> he got chopped into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, a, what a beast. I mean, made the Intercontinental title back to what it deserves to be. Um, the huge rumble. Yep. I loved him and Cody in the end. It was so great. Yep. It was basically like a, a little mini match. Um, it was like, actually, I was kind of rooting more for Gunther, you know, like, oh, Cody's wrestling, like, for, he's been only out for, like, 90 seconds, and now, you know, Gunther was out there for a good half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. Right. But also had, um, you know, the Mania match. Was that the Mania match that he had with, yeah, it was Drew and Sheamus? Yeah. And then SummerSlam, it was him and Drew alone, and... They also beat the crap out of each other. And the year before they had, um, last year, still in that time period, was just uh, Sheamus and and Gunther. Right. And that was, well, Clash at the Castle. Mm Mm-hmm. Another 
just meat slap fest. Just amazing. At number three, up nine spots from a year ago. He got his brain scrambled two nights ago, but he was, he still has had a very solid year, Mr. Jonathan Moxley. He's Mr. Consistency in, yeah. um, Absolute in, workhorse. In yeah. I just wish you would stop thinking every fucking match needs to be Terry Funk and Mick Foley from 1995. Right. You'd be fine. <laughs> you can, you can adjust your match thinking without it having, you know, without it sucking. That's the mark of a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Not every match has to be a blood fest on free TV to the point where you're going to become goo. Yeah. And he's like even more so than Orange Cassidy because he kind of rust- does, he can do what he wants now. Uh, you know, he'll, he's wrestled in New Japan. He wrestles for Sammy Callahan's indie uh, wrestling revolver. He's been wrestling for Defy up in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, just Just everywhere. Uh, whenever there has been trouble with like a CM Punk, he's the guy who who steps up uh, as the you know pretty much the I, I would say that kind of he and in terms of in ring and on screen is like the face of the company at this point. Unfortunately, yeah. the the face is a little bloody, but right, yes. At number two. Down one spot from a year ago, meaning he was last year's number one. The head of the table, your universal champion, Roman Reigns. Not much to say. No. His only knock is he's not wrestling all the time now. Yeah, that's that's true. That's his only knock. And number one, up 16 spots from a year ago. I cannot believe this guy has been PWI number one three times already. That's crazy. The current world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins. What does that tell you about Seth Rollins, Steve? I mean, he is the modern day Bret Hart. Man, I'm I'm looking at the matches that he's wrestled this year. I apologize for calling Moxley the the Orange Cassidy the workhorses. They're the workhorses of AEW, but I mean, there's periods where he's working like five nights a week. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing anymore. Yeah, he's ridiculous. April twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, which is a UK tour, and um, Saturday night's main event, which was all also part of the UK tour. He wrestled the Miz four consecutive days. Then did Monday Night Raw a couple days later against Solo Sokoa. So, like, in the course of, like, basically had five matches on two continents in in, uh, seven days. Just ridiculous. Yeah, just an inordinate amount of of matches. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, crazy. Three times now in his career, he has been PWI number one. 2015, 2019, and now 2023. That is crazy. Crazy. That he bumped down Roman Reigns out of the top spot. And Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned in fucking four years. Yeah. Um, 
And I was just looking. Roman has had 18 matches in the... Actually, I take that back because it's July 1st to July 1st. Let me... One, two, three... So 16 matches in the year time period. Yeah. And Seth Rollins wrestled like 1600. Yeah, he wrestled like 16 in three weeks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so there's your top 20 other names of random note. Uh, as, as uh, Steve said, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were 21 and 22. Jericho was 24. Kenny was 25. Drew 26. Hangman 28. Matt Cardona dropped 18 spots from 13 to 31. Uh, on big jump, Shun Skywalker. Oh, uh, yeah, he said. Jumped up 181 jump. spots from 214 to 33. Um, I've known him. Oh, yeah, he's in Dragon Gate still. So he's a. Uh, he, he was just in uh, the U.S. recently. Um, but yeah, kind of the big star of Dragon Gate, which is, um, I love that promotion. I loved it years ago when they started bringing him to Ring of Honor. It's something that I'd like to do for one of our Pot of Honor shows is like the, when they brought Dragon Gate guys in and it just kind of revolutionized uh, right. kind of cruiserweight wrestling. And um, I, I wish it was more readily available. I know they have a streaming service, but um, they are like a touring company that is to like does like several times a week and i it, it's just too too much to figure out how to to do all that mm. here's a uh, steve macklin at 41 you're, yep. you're asking about him yep he moved up 227 spots from 268 to 41 this one stuns me speedball actually dropped yeah that's crazy he dropped nine spots from 30 to 39 fucking mm -hmm. speedball Mike Bailey. That's crazy. Solo Sokoa is a slot higher. He moved up an unbelievable 363 slots. Solo Sokoa. Last year he was 401, and this year he is 38. But the fact that Speedball dropped nine spots is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other notes. Zach, your boy uh, ZSJ, 36. Uh, Tanahashi, 42. Ricky Starks at 43. He moved up 10. Uh, Nagata, Yuji Nagata, wasn't even on the list last year, and this year he's 44. That's weird. Austin, I, I don't know why that is. Yeah, Austin Theory went up 51 spots from 96 to 45. Uh, Wardlow went up. He might be the next guy that leaves, though. Darby Allen dropped four. Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, um went up 23. I'm sorry, went down 23. Uh, let's see. Edge at 50. Seamus went up 72. Edge at 50. He only had, as I'm looking, um, nine matches during the period. Yep, nine matches. Who? Edge. He's number 50. He only had nine. Yeah. And one of them was the Rumble. Yeah. Um, I know this pissed a lot of people off. Tyrus was 58. Yeah, that, that's just because he's the champ, right? He was the he was the world heavyweight champion. But here's the thing that I like about this: someone has a sense of humor at PWI because look who who's one ahead of him. We call this. Someone is like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this. Oh, that's so good. 
They should have had. They should have had fucking uh, Trevor Murdoch above him. Um, they should have it's it's not like he's had a lot of wrestling mat- a lot of matches either. Right, Nick. At sixty-seven, up one hundred and fifty-five spots, the one guy in GCW that I actually like, the world champion Blake Christian. There you go, because he's fucking great. He is great. Um, Jack Perry, seventy-three. Eddie Kingston. Dropped 37 spots from 40 That's to That's a little strange. He'll go up, though. Yeah, he'll go way. He'll hopefully go way up for this year. He's had an incredible July and August. Any, let's take a look at some other super jumps. Jordan Oliver went from 220, went from 334 to 114. He's a GCW guy. Um, any other massive jumps? Akira jumped 300 spots yeah. from 429 to 129. Shigehiro Iri, I think he's in DDT, and he's starting to do stuff in America. He he had a huge uh, jump as well, up 219 to 64. Mm. Pastor Wado jumped 350 to number 86. Wow, that that is a that is a reach. Three up 374. That's more than Solo Sokoa. Dragon Rojo Jr. I have not seen him. Yeah. Um, anyway, we can go through the whole list, but you can yeah. check it out. It's on various places. Um, just looking ahead, because I think the issue is coming out soon, but the um, the, epis- the uh, issue itself I don't think is out yet, but I'm pretty sure the next PWI that comes out uh, is actually the women's top 50, top 150. I'm pretty sure. Um, that's always interesting. Yeah. Just to give you an idea, looking ahead, here was last year's top 10. At 10 was Ty of Valkyrie, nine Starlight Kid, eight Charlotte, seven Saya Kamatani, six Jordan Grace, five Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. four Becky Lynch, three Thunder Rosa, Two Bianca Belair and one was Siyun. I think you are going to see a very different top ten this year. Um, I don't think you're going to see as many of these under the radar Japanese wrestlers as you did this year uh, last year. Yeah, th- th- these are a lot of um, like it's Siri. Her name is uh, like Stardom wrestlers, and um, yeah, it, again, that's a promotion I would you are going to love see. to watch. Yes. But I think, first off, Thunder Rosa, she's yeah, gone. she's going to be completely gone. She hasn't wrestled in over a year. Tara for Ty Valkyrie, she'll be yeah, in, she'll drop. be on the list, but she will not be ten. I bet uh, Charlotte will drop way down because she hasn't wrestled much. Nope. Uh, Becky will will be will will probably dip a bit. Um, Slamovich will probably go up dip a bit. Slamovich will probably go up quite a bit. Masha Slamovich yep. if she's so high. And I think I I personally think you will see Deanna Perrazzo in the top ten. And like I said, my pick at number one will be Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think that it. Ha- I I can't imagine anyone else. Now I don't know if they do. They still do tag teams. I don't even see where Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is forty two last year. Oh, man, it's not happening this year. Sasha no Banks will drop. I bet Tony Storm will go up quite a bit. Uh, Soraya. She, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of her, but. I still, I'm not either. I still think, uh, I still think my girl Camille is going to move up. Um, 
let's see. Any other AEWs? Mia was 23. I can see her based on the people ahead of her. Moving Who was 23? Camille last year was 23. Yes. She moved up like, I think, 15 spots. She was in the 30s the year before. Um, I think they still do the PWI Tag Team 100. I still think they do that. Asuka, last year's go, top 10. Asuka and Jamie Hayter will go way up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, number 10 was Violence is Forever, which is the team of Kevin Koo and oh, I love them. Dominic Carini. Number nine was the Hex. They're gonna. They're, they won't be on there because they're not together right now. I don't know where Marty Bell is, but Allison K is bouncing around between AEW and NWA. Uh, eight was uh, Nick and Mar- Nick and uh, Matt, and they'll probably still be in the top ten somewhere. Seven is uh, Carl and, and Luke, and they're not going to be there. <laughs> Number six. Oh, is, who decided to pick that? I know. Number six will be Orton and uh, Riddle. That ain't not happening. Uh, five is uh, Hazuki, FWC, Hazuki and Koguma. I don't know that one. Number four is Death Triangle, which is Pac, Pentagon, and Phoenix. Number three, Mark and Jay. Sadly, they won't be there. Rest in peace, Jay. Number two, FTR. And number one, the Usos. Uh, I think you will probably see KO and Sammy. Yeah, I think FTR will be number one. I think FTR will be number one, too. Uh, I think you'll see... Um, uh, There's just that many tag teams anymore. I know, right? It's crazy. I'm trying to think, who, who who was the trilogy with? that you? Oh, the Briscoes. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that was last year. Yeah, they won't be there now this year, obviously. Yeah, they only um, had a couple matches. Maybe I mean, the I arrival. can see them... Yeah, um, yeah the, like the Acclaimed, you mean? Or? I mean, the Acclaimed. The ones with the scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting, but, uh, I think the women's 150 will be out soon and we will talk about it here on main event as I predict that it will be, um, I think Rhea Ripley will be number one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Rhea Ripley will be one. I think Deanna Perrazzo should be two. And I think they'll probably put someone from stardom three. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just not, unfortunately. And I think Jade will be four now. I think Jade will move up Hmm. a slot or two to number four. So, anyway, uh, what a fun show. Yeah, covered a lot of of ground. A lot of ground. Uh, This had to be a meaty two hours, but we had to do it. Um, Steve, you're the greatest. Thank you so much, as always. Uh, You can see Steve all over the place. He's on. He bombs his round of the no-so. Uh, from time to time, but he's mostly here with us on the main event. And of course, uh, we have our wonderful show every month, the pod of honor. Uh, speaking of pod of honor might be getting some changes maybe in the new year because, um, our good friend, Mr. Kevin Kelly has announced that he will be stepping down as the North American voice of new Japan pro wrestling. Uh, he will finish after wrestle kingdom. I I don't know who the guy is replacing him, but obviously KK does collision and, he probably just wants to be home. I mean, we've talked to Kevin. Yeah. Tired of traveling. I think the traveling is just. Weird. It's got to be like he's done it for so long. Yeah. That I would. I remember him saying in a tweet like that his wife wants him home more. And yeah. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that, especially yeah. like in the G1. Yeah. No, Ke- Kevin. We've we've known him a long time. He's one of our dearest friends, and and maybe uh, with him being a little more available, he might be joining us over on the POH. Mm-hmm. From time to time, because we'll be obviously covering a lot of stuff that he was there for in Ring of Honor. So. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do the polls. We do the wrestling time travel where we, we let you know what shows happened in his, what major shows happened in history on this date. Uh, please check it out. We have a lot of fun. Um, of course, a big week. It's always a big week here at the PTB Wrestling Network. Check out all the shows through the Quadipods, the PTB Wrestling Network, the Pop Experience, the No So, which includes, of course, the Jenny position. Steve, you're the greatest. Yeah, uh, you are too. Th- that'll do it uh, for this week's show. Uh, for uh, Brother Steve, I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Steve Willie, I got nothing. Never mind. I got nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs>